All right, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, start to believe fantasy season is officially over. Uh, we're here recording Wednesday, January 3rd. Once again, a nice little wake up, have some coffee, and hit the record button. As Armin says, we're basically feels like we're professionals at this point. But uh, the fantasy season is over, and uh, we're going to recap a little bit about our championship run, a little bit about the fantasy season here. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about NFL prep and then I guess also what to expect from the podcast moving forward here as the fantasy season is over, but as we progress throughout uh, week 18 as well as the playoff season. So <clears throat> no further ado, uh, we'll say hello to the fellas, see how the break's going, and then we'll we'll get after it here. So uh, we'll start with Zach, who was just Armin and I last week. So uh, we'll see, see how Zach's been doing. We haven't heard about his uh, Christmas break yet. So Zach, I'm sure the... Uh, we're just counting down, trying to enjoy the last couple of days here before reality kicks in on Monday. Yeah, um, the break was good. And uh, yeah, kind of like you mentioned, just uh, counting down, waiting um, like two weeks. It doesn't seem like that much time, but this week it feels like it's been actually like quite a bit of time. Um, kind of getting bored, to be honest, like just... Just chilling, just waiting. Give something to do. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Armin, how about yourself? I know you guys were out of town a little bit there, but trying to get back into routines and whatnot. Yeah, oh, we're back man. back home, trying to get back into routines. Kind of like, oh, I'm not bored. Like Zach said, you're never bored with kids around the house. But, uh, you know, um, this last week of the break, it's it's been nice the way they set it up this year with Christmas right at the beginning of the break. Because now, like, usually in our Christmas break, I spend the first like half a week getting ready for Christmas. And that takes up most of the the time of the break. Like that's a big chunk of it. This year though, Christmas is right away. Um, so I had to spend the week at, that I was at school still working, getting ready for Christmas. And now I can just chill. And it's been a lot more chill of a break and I really enjoyed it. So yeah, it's been awesome getting the kids back in their routine, got them back to daycare today. So um, we'll see how it goes when they get back home. <laughs> We're trying to crush off as many of like the to-do things before the break's done. Like got all yeah. the stuff taken down, the outside stuff, the tree, had a good cleaning of the house. And now we're just doing some like, okay, go through the closets, go through this, try and find room for all the new Christmas stuff and purge some of the old stuff. And uh, never, well, never, be, never ends. You, Maybe you're not quite there yet, but the amount of toys you get for your kids oh. at Christmas from other people, holy. Yeah, this wasn't that bad, but I can only imagine how bad next year is going to be because it's <laughs> it was not like a small amount this year. So I can only imagine next year it's just going to get more and more ridiculous. But yeah, and not that I don't appreciate it. I'll yeah. say I really appreciate it. It means I don't have to buy all those toys, <laughs> but it means new batches come in. I got a bunch of toys that the kids don't really play with anymore. Yeah. Now I got to go through them and get rid of those ones. The creation of the Island of Misfits toys right there. Coming <laughs> out to our fantasy league. Um, so we'll get things going here. Uh, before we start a couple of things that I want to remind everybody at the top of the, uh, of the podcast here. So fantasy season is over, but that does not mean we're not done with what we're going to be going through here. So we have one big thing coming up and I'm going to advertise it, like start advertising it now the only thing is we don't 100% know exactly what the bracket looks like. But we do it every year. We do the charity uh, playoff bracket challenge where you can win uh, some awesome prizes uh, based on 
predicting the correct fantasy bracket. So, or not fantasy brackets, or NFL playoff bracket. Um, we've done this the last two years. It was a great success. It's an opportunity for you to get yourself involved in the uh, playoff NFL experience, uh, giving a little bit of money to charity as well, and helping out with the good cause, as well as, you know, be an opportunity to win some cool prizes. So uh, that'll be coming out. So you have to pay attention to social media for that one. Once again, 100% of the proceeds are going to be to, going to our charity of the year, which is the Ronald McDonald charity. Um, and then also we'll be doing uh, coming up is the Super Bowl host party, which is at Rock Trout Event Center. Uh, we've been doing that. I think this will be our third year running doing that as well, which is like our major fundraiser of the year. I know we do these other things throughout the year, the, the charity league and the, the um the bracket challenge and all those other things about uh, those are you know obviously contribute to the process but the big the big money maker for us that contributes a lot to the the charity is the uh the super bowl host party and that is at like i mentioned rock trout event center so super bowl is on sunday february 11th this year so if you want to mark your calendars as you're listening to this uh, this is something you're not going to want to miss. I know the first year it was just Armin and I, and then the following year, Zach, he was out, able to come this past year. And I think it was a couple of weeks for sure after we still hadn't stopped talking about how good the food was. And that, that was just the food. That wasn't even the football game. The football game was, was outrageous. Uh, we have awesome prizes. We got great, uh, great companies around the Prince Albert and, and surrounding area that donate awesome prizes to uh, a raffle which is great. So you get a chance to win some prizes while you're there. Good food, have some drinks, enjoy some company and uh, watch. The, we have projectors and TVs everywhere. It's, it's, it's an awesome experience. So an opportunity to watch a good football game with friends. And obviously, like I mentioned before, it's all the money. Once again, uh, the proceeds go to our charity of the year. So we're, uh, we're pretty excited about that one. Uh, we'll have some more details coming in the next couple of weeks as we progress closer and closer to that. Um, but we'll kind of get things going here too. Um, Two other things. Uh, one, Armin, maybe you can talk about. Actually, maybe Armin, you can talk about both of them. The one um, is the a little, I guess, con uh, con contribution, I suppose, that your wife is doing uh, to help raise some money for the podcast as well as the charity um, that she posted that on her social media. And then the second one being, uh, we'll talk about the the finals in your league and how that shook down and and how that money is going to be contributed to charity as well too. But maybe talk about the first one, Armin. Yeah, for sure. So uh, my wife, uh, the Ronald McDonald house is is near and dear to us, as you guys know as well. So she wanted to to chip in this year and help out. So um, she is do she's really talented at cross stitch and embroidery, and she is doing um, family portraits with cross stitch and then a picture frame with the embroidery um, for people to buy. Um, she put it out on social media. She got a ton of people um reach out to her so she's got a bunch that she's trying to get done before she takes more orders but if you are interested like reach out to us on our social medias as well and we'll we'll try and get you on the list to see if we can get you in i can't guarantee that you'll get one for sure but uh um let us know if you're interested it's it's a great thing especially if you're if you're wanting to get a little bit of artwork around your house to, to spruce it up a little bit she's quite talented it was, I was sitting on the couch and all of a sudden she mentioned us on, uh, on our stories or on her stories or on our socials. And every once in a while, she'll post a picture of like Griff wearing his like 306 shirt or something like that. So I was like, oh, this ought to be good. And then I read it. I was like, oh, wow, this is unreal. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, 
Um, like she's going to any, any dollar she makes from these orders between now and the Super Bowl party, she's donating all the proceeds as well to to our, our charity of the year, which is which is outstanding. And you know, there's as we start kind of growing, I guess our our movement or you know our our cause, I suppose to to these charities. It's been awesome to see some of the people that are stepping up and you know, oh, I was involved in this charity like a couple of years back. Uh, I was kid sport, and if I remember correctly. Um, the individual was a terrace or, or terrace yeah. he won the 50 Terrace-y, 50 yeah. and he is involved heavily with the river riders program so the kid sport helps kids play for his river rider program so much so he was all, he was super pumped about the proceeds and then he donated i think it was half of his winnings right back into the to the charity pot which you know it's little stories like that that are awesome and it's kind of the reason why we why we do what we do we, we talk football all the time but um, we built this foundation on, on doing, you know, work for charity and for people less fortunate that kind of gives us a little bit of a drive to, to help out and help the people in the greater Saskatchewan area. But also this one was a fun one too. Uh, Armin's league. I was in the finals and I thought I had that thing locked up. I got Devontae <laughs> Adams big time. And then I was like dead to rights. I had Jalen, I had Jane Reed and I needed 30, what, 32 points. He had 28 points at halftime. I was like, okay this is a lock like we're good and then he injured injured at halftime did not report for the second half so I ended up losing that one second place but you know what uh kind of a bittersweet sucks to lose but the the story about uh, what's happened with that money is pretty awesome too so maybe you can share that one as well Armand yeah so the winner (laughs) ended up being Aaron otherwise known as Sloosh um he uh he's he was my best man at my wedding I've known him since I was a little kid in kindergarten is when we first met and um, we've been friends ever since worked at the swimming pool together, everything like that. Like um, we lived together for a while during university. He's, he's a great guy. Um, Him and his, his wife just had a little one not too long ago and they don't live in PA. They live in Alberta, but um, their little one has gone through some pretty intense doctor visits as well. Um, And so they, they understand the the importance of the Ronald McDonald House as well and and what we're raising money for this year and so Aaron Ray I think the next day after he won the championship I guess probably just making sure he he actually won it <laughs> uh he he came on the group chat and and he said he's donating the winnings from uh from the league this year to um to our charity this year so that that was awesome to see and um he he's a good guy and I really appreciate it so um shout out to him I already thanked him um through texting and everything but uh wanted to thank him on the pod as well he's he said he's going to make sure that he listens to this episode yeah gotta gotta give him a shout out 100 that's that's an awesome awesome story and you know there's little things like this if you're listening at home and you're thinking oh man like uh, those that that's awesome you know if you're sitting at home thinking okay well I'm pretty excited about this. How how could I do something like this? You know, we like I said, we have a few events coming up here. Um, like I said, there's companies or there's people that will donate things to the raffle table. That helps. And there's people that will donate items to for prizes for certain events. That helps. If you at home and there's lots of people said, hey, I can't make it to the um, I can't make it to the Super Bowl party. Can I just donate some money? I want to donate fifty bucks. I want to donate hundred bucks. I want to donate twenty bucks. Uh, we just want to help out. You know, if you're thinking at home. That's something I want to get involved with. And you can hit us up on socials. You can, you know, text us, uh, DM us, what have you. And uh, we'll make that happen. You know, it's, uh, the whole point of this and 
whole point of our fantasy football is we make friendships. We, we have a good time. We visit, we do all those things. But like I said, the whole reason we're doing this podcast um, is built on that foundation that we're, we're trying to help others as well too. So um, keep in mind if, 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 even if it's just, Hey, we come to the Super Bowl party, we have uh, we have a pop and a, and a plane of nachos. Well, every little bit helps us uh, reach our goal. And this goal, the goal this year is to surpass $2,500. We're, we're hoping to, to surpass that by a landslide, but we'll see every year we start going a little bit higher, a little bit higher. So this year's goal is that $2,500. Well, we'll get things going here. Uh, we'll get into our 22 fresh quick question of the week, and then we'll continue on our, uh, on our little merry way here. Time to find out. So quick question of the week. Um, I was just reading over this act and it seems like every week we have like the same answer or we're on the same mindset because that was the name I really wanted to put down. And I actually did not think you were going to put it down. So I feel like for some reason, every time Zach and I were either like really good at fantasy or really bad at fantasy because we're on the same track <laughs> all the time. But uh, this question is, you know, we're, we're concluding the fantasy season this year. Um, obviously we're going to be watching playoff football or stuff that's going to happen here, but do we, if you're in a fantasy, like a lot of people are, you automatically start thinking about next year. Maybe it's your keeper league. Maybe you're in a dynasty. You want to start making trades. Maybe you're just a redraft. And you're like, Hey, I can't forget about this player. Cause he was so good down the stretch or whatever. So who is a player that has flown up your draft boards for the next fantasy season? And we'll start with you, Zach, this, this one, I was pretty jealous. You got this one on the board, but I, I had a few names that I was okay throwing out, but this was definitely number one on my list. Yeah, for sure. With Rashad White. Uh, Rashad White was the running back 27 uh, at, you know, draft time in August and September. That was good for a player 70 on the on the season. And Rashad White finished as running back five this year. Um, so you can see that's a 22 uh, change in where he was drafted to where he finished. And I think if if we take his his finish this year and we look at uh for next year you could argue that he would be a a potential first round pick in in 12 man leagues <clears throat> looking at the adp from last year uh there were four or five running backs depending on the site that you used that went in the the first 12 picks so you could argue that he could be there as a first round pick come uh august and september yeah, he he's a guy. Remember, I think was it two episodes ago we were talking about like, okay, where would you think he's finished, or where do you think he's at RB wise, based on you know just hearing his name and and what you've watched in the fantasy season. I think it was three weeks ago, and like we had from like RB seven to like RB twenty seven, and like you couldn't figure out exactly where he was in between. And until you look at the actual numbers and look at the production, he was been really good. He got hurt this past week, uh, which put a little damper in your in your week 17 championships if you're there. But like, the production was unbelievable. And and a guy that I wouldn't say quarterback proof, but Baker Mayfield isn't the pinnacle of, of quarterback fantasy sure. production here. Like he gets it done on the ground. He gets it done through the air. Uh, I think he's a guy that is going to be a point of discussion for for a lot of the offseason of this upcoming year. Um, Armand, yours, yours is a close sec. I, I love when we were talking about this on New Year's. Uh, you're like, oh yeah, like I will be heavily pursuing this guy big time. So I was like, okay, this this question fits the mold perfect for you. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Jaden Reed. Um, his ADP this year was 212.8, which I think puts him out of uh, being drafted in most leagues. He was wide receiver 71 on the draft boards um, on average. So um, he ended up finishing as wide receiver 28. But most of that production came in the second half of the season. He really came on as it was going. Um, and the Green Bay coaches were trying to give him touches. Like they were manufacturing touches for him because they just want to see the ball in his hands. And then he he is also turned into a, a favorite target of Jordan Loves, especially in the red zone. He likes to target him. So, um, yeah, Jaden Reed, man, he he's awesome. I, I like him as a player just watching him too. He, he seems to play um, a really good brand of football. He's just a good football player. Um, not quite Debo Samuel, but that's kind of what they're trying to do with him. Um, which I, I like as well. Um, and also Jordan, like I was, you were, you're talking about that injury to Jaden Reed. It hurt me too. Um, for our DFS league, I ended up winning the championship. Um, thank you, Jordan, for hosting that all year long. That was awesome. Um, but I, I liked my DFS lineup so much in that league going into the final that I put money on it in the, in the public leagues. And I was, 12 points i think it was away from winning 500 dollars. and Jaden Jaden reed was the one that was pulling that uh towards for me that i was going to do it i ended up winning 25 dollars, so it's not 500 <laughs> <laughs> but uh if, if Jaden reed would uh not got injured and continued at the pace not even the full pace he was at like a third of the pace he yeah, was at even if he had like four more receptions for 40 yards i think he would have been probably in in a good spot yeah, so uh, I was a little bummed about that, but uh, um, yeah, he's definitely a guy I'm I'm targeting this off season, and he'll be flying up my boards this this year. And I think um, I think he, the the reason I picked him over the other two shoutouts that I have of Kyron Williams and Keaton Mitchell is I think that people will still be sleeping on him next year, so you might be able to still get him at a good value based on his ADP, and I would feel comfortable. We'll see how it shakes out in the off season, but I'd feel comfortable reaching for him probably in the in the next uh, year's drafts. Well, I think a lot of the hesitancy is going to be people saying, "Oh, well, Christian Watson was out for all those games, so if Christian Watson's healthy, what's Jane Reed going to do?" And well, if uh, you know the same conversation is, well, what happens when T. Higgins and Jamar Chase is out, or vice versa? Like they both can succeed, and especially if you have a good offense, we've seen the Packers be really good. And we've seen them be really, really bad too. So I'm, I'm curious on how that's going to shake out. I'm curious. I I'm presuming they're going to pick up Jordan Love's fifth year option. So I, there's a lot that's yeah. going to shake out here in, in this off season for that offense. Well, and love is starting to look pretty good. And my rebuff to, to the Christian Watson thing is like I said earlier, Reed gets manufactured targets. Like they're trying to get him the ball in his hands. They don't for do, sure like, once do or twice a game gets those end arounds. Like he rushes yeah. the ball once or twice a game. And I think he's housed like two or three of them this season. So yeah, like he's gone off on those, like had big, huge gains. Yeah. And like, like I said, they don't really do that for Watson all that much. And, and Watson isn't targeted. He's not a target hog. I would say Watson is. Yeah, he's a, a, contested, a contested catch kind of wide receiver. And, and those contested yeah. catches have caused a lot of his injuries, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. you just, if you could donate a hamstring, that'd be real awesome. I'm sure he's he would take it. <laughs> um, my my guy is that I'm gonna be talking about uh, this upcoming year and, and watching on draft boards is Zay Flowers. 
And one of the reasons Armin kind of mentioned a little bit too on this on Jaden Reed is that I think he's going to be slept on a little bit. Like you remember, like the the jump that Garrett Wilson got, he went from like an eleventh round pick to a like early second round pick, just boom, boom, just like that. He he flew up draft boards, but I don't think that's going to happen as a flowers. He in keep in mind this is a super flex ten team super flex league. I got him with my late eleventh round pick. Now, there's no chance he's going to be going around the 12th, 11th round next fantasy season. But he finished as the wide receiver 27, which is enough to say that as your rookie season, you know what, this guy's pretty good. He's He showed glimpses. He had some bad games, and he had a, a streak there where, where things didn't go so well for him. But he also was very fantasy relevant, especially down the stretch. Um, like, Lamar Jackson is not going anywhere. This offense is very, very good. But we can see a situation where OBJ doesn't return. You can see a situation where Nelson Aguilar probably does not return. We can see a situation with Rashad Bateman. What's going to happen with him? Not that any, like Rashad Bateman's the be-all, end-all, but it's a guy that takes away targets in an offense that doesn't throw the ball that often. Um, so I'm I'm very curious about him and what's going to happen with his ADP coming up next season because I don't see that 12th round to third round jump for him. I'm still seeing that Zay Flowers is going to be like a, maybe a fifth round draft pick and if he's in the fifth round next year that's a guy that i would be like all over you know like even chris olave last year he still jumped up to like a third fourth round pick uh, i i don't even see that big of a jump for zay flowers but he he's a guy that showed enough glimpses of big productions like what was it last week he had four four receptions for 160 yards or something i don't have the stats right in front of me i have to try and maybe pull it up but he was he was very very good this fantasy season. Um, um, I'll ask a quick question that gives me a time to get my player stuff together here. Zach, I know you were a Zay Flowers guy going into the season here. What uh, where would you expect ADP for him uh, this upcoming year? I think you're probably looking at maybe what we saw Brandon Ayuk be the past couple of years that uh, I don't know player between like 45 and and 55 so late fourth early fifth kind of somewhere around there which like in that case that's where most of the time you're trying to target those wide receivers like i mean most like i'm like paraphrasing i guess but when you look at most draft situations how many people go heavy rb off the start and then try and patch their wide receivers through third fourth fifth round like that happens so frequently um and he fits like the mold as like if he's my wide receiver too i'm pretty pretty excited because the variance mm -hmm. is there but the, like the upside he finished the season against the chargers with 20 fantasy points on the bye week then against the rounds with 17 points then he had that dud against jacksonville he got 1.2 which uh in the quarterfinal matchup that sucked if, if you played him but then he finished against san francisco a really good defense with 17.7 points and then this past week against miami he had 18.1 fantasy points um there was that stretch in the middle where he had like an, a six, a nine, a, a nine, a four, a one. Uh, so it wasn't all that great. But then he had some 14s, some 20s, some 17s. So it, it was a, it was an up and down season. But he's the type of guy that he he's quick twitch, he's fast, and he can he gets the ball and he he he, he can basically produce space. Like that's just he's he's like a little water beetle <laughs> looks like out there. But he's a guy that I'm pretty excited about for next year. Um, I, in a couple of keeper leagues, I got him with later picks. So I'm going to definitely be having some some conversations with myself about, okay, do I keep like mm -hmm. a, a JT in the third or do I keep a, a Zay Flowers in the 11th? You know, those those are definitely some conversations I'll be having uh, this offseason. 
um inside no sorry uh studs and duds and then we'll get into just our kind of little bit of extra here our early play, early nfl playoff picks and then we'll wrap this episode up here so uh studs of the week uh zach let's let's start with you this guy he was unbelievable Absolutely. Uh, C.D. Lamb was wide receiver number one on the week with 33.7 points. Uh, He had a staggering 13 receptions for a whopping 227 yards and one touchdown. Um, This game uh, was a very entertaining game to watch. And it was basically the C.D. Lamb show uh, start to finish. (laughs) And uh, I think... Furthermore, like I think going on here, I think CD Lamb very much in play for that 101 uh come next season in a lot of leagues as the the first player off the board, regardless of position. We're gonna have some serious discussions this offseason about like movement of the top to bottom. Like this year, compared to many years, we're gonna see a huge movement in like the top running backs. There's gonna be a big shift, I see. And then the wide receivers, like if you would have said going into the offseason that the two, number two, first two wide receivers wasn't going to be Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, I think you'd have been laughed, laughed at easily and and would have been pretty astronomical to think. But there is a lot of wide receivers that are in that mix of like, who's the number one right now? Like you got CeeDee Lamb, who has been astronomically good. You got Tyree Kill, who was a late first, if not second round pick in fantasy this past season, who is by far the number one fantasy wide receiver this year. Then you have Jamar Chase, who got banged up, obviously, and missed some time. Same with Justin Jefferson. But then you have a guy like Amon or St. Brown, who's been really, really good this fantasy season. Uh, the ceiling is capped a little bit, but he just consistently gets 14, 15 fantasy points every single week. You got lots of fantasy names. A.J. Brown started off really hot, but he's fizzled down the stretch here. But I, I think there's going to be some really fun conversations in the offseason about, okay, where do we stand on redraft, on who's the number one, and then who do you start on in Dynasty? Like I, I think in dynasty, there's no bigger riser in the wide receiver than, than CD lamb, because the big conversation oh, yeah. was, can CD lamb be an alpha wide receiver? And he was pretty good last year, but then there were so many speculations about, well, they got rid of Kellen. Was it Kellen Moore? They're going to try and run the ball more. So is CD lamb even going to be effective? Is he going to get many targets? Well, I think that was answered pretty easily. <laughs> that he was really, really good. So um, Armin, who's your, uh, who's your stud? My stud is a guy who uh, won me both the leagues that I won this year, and that's uh, Kyron Williams, um, RB for the Los Angeles Rams. Man, and and he was uh, he's a guy that's fine on my draft boards. I briefly mentioned him because he he finishes the RB four this year, and he was undrafted in pretty well every league. But this week he had twenty carries for eighty seven yards, three touchdowns and two receptions for 14 yards. And like, I was looking back at his stats for the whole season and yeah, he's just, he's a machine, man. Like he's putting up yards and he's putting up touchdowns. Um, Sean McVay seems to really like him. Um, And Sean McVay likes to have a workhorse running back. It seems, you know, when he has a guy that can get it done, he, he uses him and he, and he does it. And so that's Kyron Williams right now. So, um yeah won me a league with 28.6 half point ppr points i had him in that dfs lineup he went off like kyron williams man he he was a real stud especially during the playoffs here 
if you own him in dynasty, that is like a lottery scratcher right now, because that could go really well for you. It could go really bad all depending on how this off season goes. You have to survive the draft. You got to survive free agency. If you survive both those things, you might hit the lottery at that scratcher. <laughs> um, my stud of the week is James Connor, old man, James Connor. This guy, it seems like every time it comes to fantasy playoff season, this guy just sniffs the end zone and gets it done. Uh, he single-handedly won us, <clears throat> won us the league last or two years ago. Uh, won me another league last year and then won me the, the, you know, the one-on-one draft or whatever you want to talk about in dynasty, uh, the consolation bracket, because he was so good down the stretch. And this, this matchup was sketchy. Like Philadelphia's run defense is legit, but he was unbelievable. 26 carries for 128 yards and one tutty. Then he also had one reception with one hand for five yards and a touchdown <laughs> as well. That was he so was, gross. That that's that touchdown was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and a huge upset too, that uh, Arizona to Philly. Um, but 25.8 fantasy points in your championship from a guy that you got probably pretty late in your draft. Uh, that, that was a nice little touch and, uh, and a cherry on top to the fantasy season for uh, for owners that had uh, James Conner. Man, there was a lot of big performances this week. Like it, yeah. guys went ah, and then random too. Like ones where like it didn't even make sense. Some some you could see the writing on the wall. That CD Lamb one, that was a smash. You could have seen that one coming from a mile away. But then there were some where it's like this just doesn't even make sense. Like how like this James Conner one that they're the best run defense by a mile, and uh, yeah. on twenty six touches he 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 made them look pretty bad. So. Yeah. Um, Justice pretty, Hill too. Yeah, oh. yeah. He had he had a nice little uh, a wheel route there right early against Miami. He had a he had a nice little catch too. Um, speaking of pretty bad here, we'll we'll go through our duds pretty quickly here, and then we'll get into our playoff picks, and and that'll do it here. Um, Armin, do you want to start off our duds? Yeah, let's go for it. I went with Travis Kelsey. He had three point one half point PPR points for a total of three catches and 16 yards um and yeah it's really concerning because like he was tight end 34 this week somehow he's still tight end two on the season but like he's now had three weeks in a row where he hasn't even been the top a top 20 tight end in fantasy which is really concerning um but uh yeah travis kelsey ooh, you gotta you gotta start figuring out how to play football again and they they need somebody to take the top off the offense or the defense there, so that way they can mm-hmm. open up the underneath. Because he's just, there was times he was getting triple covered because you know Kadarius Tony's not going to catch it, so you could probably just leave him wide open. You could just you know <laughs> that, that seemed that was their offense the last whatever how many weeks before he got hurt. But yeah, very very frustrating year if you were a, a Travis Kelsey uh, drafter. Uh, Zach, you doubled down from this game, but this one, uh, yeah, if you had him, you started him. It wasn't great. Yeah, I'm not sure you you likely made it to your your fantasy championship game if you if you drafted Tony Pollard at ADP. Uh, Pollard had 16 or 16 rushing attempts, uh, 49 yards, uh, a very pedestrian 3.1 yards per attempt, uh, all for 5.4 fantasy points. Uh, I think this season kind of answered the question uh, whether or not Pollard is a and every down feature back in the NFL. And I think the the jury came back with a resounding, no, he's not. Um, <laughs> look for, I'd be looking for the the Cowboys to be looking at, maybe not replacing Pollard, but certainly uh, uh, supplementing him and and having a backfield where it was like years past with, with Zeke and with Pollard. 
Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do if it's if it's in the free agency or, or if it's somebody they draft, you know, like a, a day two pick to try and patch that hole. It's, it's gonna be an interesting, interesting follow for that team, especially if if they make some noise in the playoffs here too. Um, it's gonna be, you know, it, I should say if they don't, like if they're a quick exit again, uh, like they have been the last couple of years, then it's okay. Then we we patch our holes. Um, but that'll that'll be a team that we'll be following uh, free agency quite closely as well. Um, my dad, I put down here as a joke, I put the NFL officials from that Saturday night game. Um, the fact that I still have a TV that works is, is a miracle. <laughs> I got home. It was funny. I was coming home because I had to ref Saturday night and I got home just in time to watch the tail end of the game. And I was kind of paying attention to the scores in between, but I got home and just as on my home, my wife texted me, okay, we, I just got Wells back down to sleep. When you come in, just try and be quiet. Cause sometimes my bag like makes a lot of noise when I get in the house. She's like, just try and be quiet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I watched the game on my phone in the living room and like, I am literally dying inside. Cause I feel like I just need to like scream. Cause I was so frustrated because everybody was texting me the whole time. I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe they tied it up or like, I can't believe they got touched. I can't believe they're going for it. I can't believe they got it. And I was like, so excited. I was freaking out. And then all of a sudden, like what seemed like four hours later, there was a flag on the field. And then, well, I'm sure everybody's been paying attention. I'm sure everybody's seen this on Twitter and whatnot and the, the whatever, the controversy we'll call it. But but they're not actually my actual duds. I just had to throw that as a little dig and, and tell everybody I still have a functioning TV. So I, I didn't snap as bad as I wanted to snap. But Is um, your phone still working? My phone works. It is a company phone. I cannot break that thing. So that, <laughs> that is still working. Um, but if you own Stefan Diggs, you may not have a functioning phone or a functioning TV because that was one of the biggest bus picks, in my opinion, this fantasy season. Uh, he has been incredibly bad at down the stretch. And if you made the fantasy championships with him, I don't know how you did. First of all, you must have a wagon of a team. Uh, but if you had him and you played him in the finals, I, I, I don't know if you won because he had seven or, or seven targets, four receptions, 26 yards, zero touchdowns. And that is his essentially his stat line for the last about eight weeks uh it's been very very frustrating owning him i'm very curious what's going to happen with that team uh if he's going to diva it and request out of buffalo um i can see that being a very likely possibility and then what happens where he ends up from there is going to be fascinating uh but he's not quiet he 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 is quite vocal about his frustrations and not getting the ball all season uh last off season it was a discussion of topic two um, so I'm going to be very curious on what happens with him, but he was uh, for sure a dud uh, this season. Um, going into our NFL early playoff picks. So we do this every year. I know the playoffs aren't technically set yet. We don't have the full bracket. We go in depth, full in depth uh, on our next episode uh, where we go through each single like, okay, all the wildcard matchups, who we take and we do that every week. We break it down each week by week. Uh, but this one's a little bit of a fun one. Like knowing what we know now, we got our NFC game, our AFC game, Super Bowl. We have our champions and we have our dark horse pick as well, too. Um, so this one, this is a, a fun one. I think we were pretty accurate the last couple of years. I was looking at one of us got it exactly right two two years ago. And then last year we were flirting with it. We were pretty close last year, too. But um, NFC game. We'll start with you, Armin. Who do you have? Um, who do you have in your uh, NFC Championship? I have San Fran and Dallas in the NFC Championship. I, I really. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, 
I really like Dallas actually, especially after that last game, and they got a lot of firepower. I you mean, don't after they lost, you mean before. after that last game when they lost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's gonna be an interesting one because they're gonna have to win the division, is basically what you're saying. Because if they don't, they're gonna have to play in the four or five game, and then the four or five game they'd play San Francisco. So they would have to win the division to make this one happen. So there's there's a lot that could. The, the, the way it lines up. Don't you worry. <laughs> Philly's on a slide, man. Yeah, they, you could have seen that uh, loss coming from a mile away, that one. Um, Zach, who do you got? Yeah, so I'm thinking the the, the NFC Championship game will be the, the Niners against the Eagles. Um, looks like we all kind of feel the same way here about the Niners. Um, I think Philly, they have been that number one or number two seed um, all season. And I think depending on how uh, this weekend goes, I could I could see there being a chance where even if the Eagles aren't the the two seed, uh, they are they're a type of team like that as a wild card team could certainly make a run deep in the playoffs. Um, they've kind of slipped here the past little bit, but I, I still think they're one of the better teams in that conference and. And still in the league, that is. I'm going sketchy. And I don't know if this because I'm going with my heart or my head or what, but I said to myself before this Dallas game, I said, this this is going to be real telling. And part of that is, is because if you can compete with your team as is right now, you're going to be a contender because your defense is going to get substantially better in the next couple of weeks. They're going to get healthy. Uh, they're going to get some of their secondary back, which is going to be incredibly helpful. Uh, for one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL, but you're also getting some of your pass rush back. There's your defense is going to get substantially better. The offense can stay healthy. And you already know the offense is good. So I wanted Dallas and Detroit. I wanted that to be a good game and I wanted Detroit to compete. They didn't necessarily have to win. They just needed to compete and not get blown out for me to think that Detroit could be real. They could be the real deal. And that game came literally down to the last play of the game. So I think there is a legit chance that Detroit could make it to the NFC championship. So I went San Francisco, Detroit, San Francisco. I don't have to talk to that point too much. I think that's a lock for a lot of people. They get the buy. So, and that really at that point, he's got to win one more game uh, and you're getting yourself to the NFC championship. Um, but the part that scares me about Detroit is not necessarily that I think they're legit and then they could beat good teams. It's who are they going to have to beat to get there? And right now it's coming down to two teams. It's coming down to the Rams, and it's probably looking like Green Bay. It's going to be one of those two teams. And we saw what happened on Thanksgiving. I think Green Bay, I don't think, Green Bay did give them a lick. In, but I think Detroit came in a little bit, you know, high on their horse at that point. They were on a long stretch. They had just beat up Green Bay real bad. Um, I feel a little bit more confident in that matchup. But against the Rams, I am less, and by less, I mean like very, very less um, confident just because that team is built around passing the ball. Uh, they have a lot of weapons in the Kua and also Cooper Cup and now even the emergence of Demarcus Robinson down the stretch here. And then they can run the ball well with Kyron Williams, but their defense is so good against the run, but they give up lots of the pass. So that, just the matchup for those two teams isn't great. Um, but I do think that Detroit is going to use what happened as fuel to the fire here. They're going to get healthy and they're going to be rocking and rolling here. Uh, so you have to beat one of those two teams and then you're going to play Dallas again, or maybe you are playing 
um, the, the Eagles or what have you, but I, I want that rematch against Dallas. I want that real bad. Um, and I'm very curious on how that one would shake out once again, but I am going to go San Francisco, Detroit. Um, I'm thinking with my heart, I think there, but uh, that would be exhilarating to see a couple more lines games uh, play out in January. Uh, AFC championship, uh, Armin, who do you got? Getting a little treat that you never got before, Jordan. Yeah, um, no, never. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving this year. It's the miracle season. Yeah. Uh, for my AFC championship game, I have Baltimore and KC. Um, Baltimore, I think you kind of talked about it with San Fran. We're kind of all in agreement with Baltimore here. Um, and it's the, the other teams. I went with KC because um, I was looking at the, the teams that are going to be in the AFC playoff picture. And I think even though KC is sliding and they've been having some trouble, they are still dangerous. If if they start to to heat up a little bit, they're going to be pretty hard to stop. And I think this KC team, as it stands, can beat Miami, can beat Jacksonville, can beat Cleveland, can beat Buffalo, can beat Indy or Houston or Pittsburgh, whoever ends up making it there at the end there. Um, but I I think KC can can win two games in a row and, and still make the AFC championship game because um, I, I like their defense. They have a really good defense. Um, and their offense just isn't clicking right now. But with Mahomes, you never know. And he is going to do whatever it takes to win playoff games. Regular season, another thing. But playoffs, Mahomes is going to bring it. And he is going to do whatever in his powers he needs to do to win. And that means we might see Mahomes running the ball a little bit more than than we ever have before. You took the words out of my mouth. Every every single KC playoff game hit the over on his rushing yards. Just just hit, just put put it down. Uh, over on Mahomes rushing yards. It's going to happen every game. We see it every single year. So as soon as the playoffs come, the play breaks down, he just hits 9, 8, 10, 11 yard rushes. Like just cracks all the way down the field. It's just it's going to happen. So that's like a, a free little money there and you took the words right out of my mouth, Armin. Yeah, like he he understands the game. He knows the regular season, don't put my body on the line if I want to make it through this tough 17 game schedule. I can't run that much but he knows he can run and he does it in the playoffs when it matters most. Uh, Zach, where are you going here for your AFC? Uh, well, I will go uh, Baltimore against the Dolphins. Uh, probably pretty chalky there with, with the one and the two seed. Um, I think Baltimore is a wagon and they are a team that uh, is well, well positioned uh, having the number one, I think the one of the top two defenses and one of the top two offenses um, based on points per game uh, on the season. So I think whoever they come against uh, in the AFC, at least, will be a, uh, a pretty big underdog uh, against them. Uh, I don't think Kansas City necessarily has the, the ability to keep up with them. And I think that Miami defense isn't good enough to slow them down. So... I think uh, the AFC Championship game will be Baltimore versus Miami. Don't think it's going to be as big of a blowout as we saw uh, this weekend, but I don't think uh, Miami will have the, the the horses to keep up with them. Yeah, I have just pseudo to what Zach said. I I word for word, I think they're gonna 
Miami's offense is too strong uh, for a lot of those teams to handle. We've seen the success of them down the stretch there, but Baltimore is just a different beast and they're just like, they're just getting stronger and stronger as the week goes on. And I was talking to a couple of buddies this, uh, this past week. I said, this is going to be telling this game because Miami's offense is so good. Their defense is a little bit weaker. They did get some of their secondary back uh, this upcoming week, which is going to be very helpful. Um, but it was going to be telling if Baltimore can hang on against this. And we've seen them shut down some good offense. They embarrassed Detroit, which is top five offense. They just embarrassed Miami, top five offense. Um, so I, I think I just recap what Zach said, um, which puts my my Super Bowl. I have San Francisco, Baltimore. Um, I don't think I don't think anybody's going to touch San Francisco. If that's a, if that upset happens, that is going to be a massive, massive upset. Um, so, uh, it may be chalky one versus one. And I never, like, I should say, like, I don't think I've ever picked a one versus one Super Bowl. Uh, but this is a year where I definitely think the, the one seats are, are going to make their way into the big dance. So Zachary, did you, you were going the same based on the, what you kind of mentioned, I think. Yeah. I think, uh, the Niners versus the Ravens in the Super Bowl would be a great rematch of that Super Bowl that we saw. Geez. I don't know. 2016. Yeah, like <laughs> nine, <laughs> ten years ago. My, my first year university. That's only, and then the, are you betting that the lights go out again? Is the power going to go out in that game? That's <laughs> another conversation. No, no. But uh, have you guys heard the uh, the Super Bowl logo? Yes. Uh, Super Bowl uh, conspiracy. The colors. The colors. Yeah. Yeah. How the past two years, uh, the the Super Bowl logo that's been uh, produced by the NFL well in advance has uh contained the colors of the the two teams that end up playing in the Super Bowl uh two years ago the Super Bowl trophy or the Super Bowl logo part of me was orange and yellow that being the Bengals and the Rams last year it was like a a nice like teal and uh red uh teal being the Eagles and the red being the Chiefs and this year, the Super Bowl logo is red and purple. And that leads me to believe it's the, the Niners and the Ravens. And and furthermore, the past two years, the, the team's color, the color that's been at the bottom of the Super Bowl logo, has been the winning team. So mm-hmm. the Rams, the yellow was at the bottom two years ago. Last year, the red for the Chiefs was at the bottom. This year, the purple is at the bottom. So I am going with the Baltimore Ravens. I'm just, just going to say this, Bowl. though. Um, the Minnesota Vikings haven't been fully eliminated. And then... Uh, there's no... Yeah, there's 3% KC. chance. There's 3%. There's no, <laughs> is Kirk Cousins going to come back out with his shirt off? Because that was the only way they're going to win. Oh, yeah. Him beating the drum there with his shirt, or starting the school with his shirt off. That was electric. Um, Armin, where are you going here? I know you have Baltimore you talked about already. Do you have Dallas or San Francisco coming out of that one? I went with Dallas. I wanted to go off the chalk, and I saw you guys both at San Fran. And you know what? I, I believe in Dallas enough to make it to the, the Super Bowl this year. I think uh, that uh, they're going to get hot when it matters most. And we've started seeing a little bit of cracks in San Fran. And maybe that bye week doesn't quite help them as much as we think. And Dallas is just a little bit sharper coming into the championship NFC game and, and ended up 
ends up upsetting San Fran there. So that's what I'm I'm going with is Baltimore and Dallas. And I'm going with Baltimore to win, though. Um, we've kind of talked about it. Like, they're getting hot when it matters most. Their defense is embarrassed, top-tier top offenses. And their offense is, is a really good offense that uh, that's tough to stop with Lamar running the ball. And you'll probably see him, just like Mahomes, run a little bit more. Even though he runs a lot, he might run even a little bit more in the playoffs and they'll have some tricks up their sleeve because that's a team that can have a few little gadgets and trick plays here and there. And then one thing that Baltimore has that no other team has is that they also have great special teams. I've noticed that over over the season that Baltimore um, wins in all three phases, that they they can win a game, special teams, offense, and defense. Yeah, they house they house called one in overtime, wasn't it? In week 12, I think it was? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, I took I, – I don't know – I don't even say this is chalk, I guess, but I went San Francisco over Baltimore – um, the rematch, there's just no way Purdy throws five picks again in that primetime game. I just don't see that happening. Um, Christian McCaffrey, hopefully get healthy. Hopefully we can see him do some stuff again too. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to San Francisco. I'm going to take them uh, on the rematch and I'm going to follow suit with the NFC is going to win the Super Bowl. Um, one last thing here we got that's going to, uh, wrap up our, our, you know, our playoff early takes, I guess. Um, and some of these hot takes, some of these teams aren't even in, some of these teams might not even get in, uh, which makes them super hot, I guess, but it's going to be, who's your dark horse pick, like a team that is very much outside looking in, maybe they're in the playoffs, but they're, they're definitely not a favorite at this point. Uh, so who would you pick as your dark horse? Uh, and we'll start with Zach. My dark horse is the Cleveland Browns and I think the Browns are well positioned to beat the the four seed uh, Jaguars, um, but looking at the bracket that I have right now in front of me, they would end up playing the uh, the Baltimore Ravens, which which might put a a real quick stop to this dark horse conversation, unless the the Bills are able to beat the Chiefs, in which case the Bills would be the lower seed and they'd play the Ravens. So. I think the best case for the the Browns to make it far in the playoffs is to see an upset in the first round between the Bills and the Chiefs. Otherwise, I think the 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 Browns are well well built to to go far in the playoffs. They they have a pretty strong, pretty stout defense and their offense with Joe Flacco getting those uh deep PI calls. You never know what can happen. Armand, who's your uh Who's your dark horse? Yeah, mine, mine's a little spicy. First off, I want to say both your guys' were in the docket before mine. And I wanted them, but I thought it'd be more fun to have three dark, dark horses. But I agree with Zach. Cleveland's got a great defense. I think they could beat any team in the playoffs in the right um, setting. So it, it is possible for them to, to make it. My dark horse, um, I decide, I tried to find... The, the team I think that could be the most dangerous that is not clinched into the playoffs yet. And I think that would be Seattle out of the teams that haven't clinched yet. I think Seattle is underrated on their defense and offensively um, they go in spurts, but they do have a lot of weapons in Metcalf, Lockett, Smith, Jigba, and Walker and Charbonnet. Um, so if they, they end up getting hot at the right time, see Seattle could be a dangerous team. 
um, that um, when they play their best football, they could beat a lot of teams in the NFL. I was just trying to figure out what is what is their situation to get in. I think they need Green Bay to lose. Green Bay to lose, and they have to win. Yeah. So they're playing Arizona, which is very possible. Green Bay's playing Chicago. And then can they get into the six? I don't even think they can get into the six. Can they? No, Rams are locked into the six already. Yeah. So that who? So they they they. They need a few things to happen, but I mean, it could it, anything can happen. And we've seen Seattle win some big games too, so it's not out of the not out of the question. Um, yeah. My dark horse, I have already talked um, extensively about them in my NFC pick. Uh, I'm going with the Rams. That's a team that, if you want to talk about getting hot at the right time, they have shredded good defenses in their last six matchups where it's like, okay, you can't run the ball against them. They are incredibly good against run. And then Kyron Williams smashes them. Oh, you you can't pass the ball on them. They're super good. Nakua and Cooper Cup both go for over 150 yards receiving. Like they're they're just getting it done. And their defense is is a very well above average. Uh, I'd say they're a good defense. And then their offense now is clicking. Stafford's healthy. Their offense weapons are healthy. Cooper Cup's getting more healthy. You've got Nakua, who is just doing astronomical things this rookie season. That's a team where it, it, it scares me. Like I, As a Lions fan, I am genuinely concerned that we are going to be playing the Rams in the first round of playoffs. That is an, an incredible concern of mine. Um, so if, if that's a team that's, that you're playing, like they, they play San Francisco this week. I'm expecting them to win uh, because San Francisco will be resting most of their guys, including obviously a banged up McCaffrey. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to assume they're going to be the sixth seed. Um, even if San Francisco played their horses, I still think that's going to be a, would have been a competitive football game. So um, I, I'm going to dark horse it and go with the Rams. And it, if that does happen, it's going to create a huge storyline about the Stafford Jared Goff trade that happened a handful of years ago. Uh, they won the Super Bowl the year right after, but now the Lions are reaping the rewards of that trade, and now the, the Rams could just snatch it right back. So that'll be a, a fun storyline to follow as well if if that does happen. <laughs> um, anything to uh, add here, fellows, or before we wrap this one up? It's been a fun fantasy season. I'm uh, very proud of my two championships this year, two big ones, and I uh, hope you guys all – um, we're able to benefit from our analysis this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one thing out there. Um, as we progress throughout the upcoming season, the other, especially if you're in a dynasty league or if you're in a redraft or or what have you, there's rules you want to change. There's you know discussion you want to have. Our like our big dynasty league I'm in, we just made a big switch. We moved from MFL to sleeper. One of the best decisions I think we could make. My and my other big dynasty league, my big money one. We're in the process of doing that as well too. So we're we're jumping on the sleeper ship. So if you if you don't run sleeper, it's it's the cat's pajamas. I'm just gonna throw that one out there. But um enjoy some Hashtag enjoy some good football here. Yeah, yeah, not a sponsor. Enjoy some like stress-free football here. Like this is finally we just gotta watch football and like I don't know, cheer for your team, I guess, maybe and not your fantasy team. But um maybe before we go, Zach, what's our chances at a at a high draft pick for New England here? Let's wrap it up with that. <laughs> uh i think from what i've read they are anywhere in play from number two to number six um really really giving me the conflict here 
do you want to beat the Jets just uh, just because f them, or do you want to <laughs> lose to secure that uh, that number two pick? And, and obviously, uh, I've been talking about it for the past month, month and a half here. You want to lose. You want to secure the tank. You want that number two pick. And uh, a lot of argument there on Twitter. Well, you know, you're not always guaranteed the best player with whatever, like a higher pick, but at least that gives the Pats the chance to a better chance to pick who they want. Yeah, they make their so, decision. They're, it's not well, yeah. like that's what happened before Mac Jones landed on their lap. They didn't get to make mm-hmm. the Mac Jones pick. That's just who they got. Where now, if you if you're the one with two, you can make that decision. They'll probably trade out of it, but you know what? (laughs) Standard. The the effort, though, would be to lose because then New York Jets are going to end up with a worse draft pick. You know, that's an F the Jets, too. Yeah, they're like like middle of the first round. They'll figure out a way to screw it up anyways to the Jets. Let's be honest here. (laughs) Okay, well, that's going to do it here for uh, our episode 111. Uh, Enjoy week 18, everybody. And as previously mentioned, stay tuned for the charity bracket, which will be posted here on social media in the near future, as well as, uh, you know, mark your calendars for February 11th, Sunday, February 11th. It is going to be the Super Bowl watch party at Rock Trout Event Center. So uh, stay tuned for more details for that. Uh, regardless thank you very much for listening thank you very much to our major sponsor uh 22 fresh for the 2023-2024 nfl season uh thank you very much for listening and uh, we'll talk to you soon